This is a Retail Insider Podcast. You're listening to The Weekly. Welcome to this week's episode of The Weekly by Retail Insider. I'm Lee Rippett, and I'm joined with the Editor-in-Chief of Retail Insider, Craig Patterson, to discuss this week's most read articles on retail-insider.com. So thanks for joining me, Craig. Hello, everyone. Now, we're currently recording on January the 27th, 2021, and we have four topics that we want to cover during the podcast, two related to retailers that are entering or expanding in Canada, and two related to our retailers that are closing or exiting Canada. So, Craig, why don't we start with Kiehl's, which is an exclusive to Retail Insider. Yes, yes. Kiehl's is going to be closing some stores, which is Mm. unfortunate, but uh, may not necessarily be you know, a, a bad thing. Um, Kiehl's had a lot of stores in Canada. Yeah. I think it was 24, 24. and uh, we'll yep. be closing eight of them. Yeah. Which is always sad news, but uh, was there like a press release or something that we were able to get this information? Cause I know it wasn't exclusive to us. No, no. I follow yeah. uh, this wonderful blog, which we've talked about before based yeah. out of Halifax called Halifax retails. Oh, yes. uh, shout out to Arthur and uh, Arthur actually had a report in there. He'd spoken to someone at a Kiehl's store in Halifax at the Halifax shopping center who said that that store and uh, seven others would be closing across the country. So you know, I, I reached out to him and I said, Hey, uh, you know, do you know uh, any further information? He said, no. And uh, you know, Dustin on our team, got a hold of the PR team, uh, L'Oreal. Lo and behold, we've had a story about it. Oh, excellent. And I think we reported back in August, 2018, that they were partnering with like Sephora and stuff like that. So this is just closing stores. It's not like they're pulling those products out or stopping their website, right? No, yeah, not at all. I mean, I think it's still a popular brand. This is probably yeah. a situation where, um, you know, the parent company L'Oreal looked at the real estate that uh, Kiehl's had in terms of its standalone stores and determined that it didn't require that many locations. And so, uh, and I'm sure looked at the profit, number one, you know, looked at the profitability of those locations and probably also spoke to uh, landlords, actually not necessarily from <laughs> what I am aware of, but I won't say too much, uh, but, you know, may yeah. have been negotiating some leases or trying to renegotiate some leases and perhaps those didn't work out and they made a decision to close those stores. So mm. I don't have all the details, but I, I do have some details that I, I won't say out loud specifically around the information, but some landlords were familiar with this because I, I spoke to one yesterday <laughs> who had no idea oh. and was not happy. No. So yeah, that, that, that is a situation. Now, we have a list of all the locations that they are planning on closing in the brief itself. So go over to the website to take a peek. But is there any that made you raise an eyebrow as you were going through and listing them out for all of our readers at all? Good question. I mean, (laughs) are they surprises? I'm just looking like 2518 Young Street you know, wealthy midtown neighborhood in Toronto. That that one caught my attention, Uh, you know, sporting life's... Mm. Nearby, uh, I thought that was that was unusual. Um, the Montreal market uh, has three stores: oh. uh, CF Carrefour Laval, oh, yeah. Cortier Distant, and uh, Saint Catherine Street. Uh, two of the three are closing, which would be CF Carrefour Laval and Cortier Distant. Yeah. So only the downtown Montreal store will remain open. So, so the Montreal market and I guess the province of Quebec in its whole is losing two out of three of their Kiel stores. So, um, you know, and I don't have details of specifically why uh, those are closing, but. Uh, uh, who knows, maybe brand affinity. Well, it's, um, it's interesting. I mean, Carrefour Laval is a really great mall, so I, I wouldn't have any concerns opening a store there generally. Yeah, well, and I thought it was interesting that the province of BC was rather unscathed by the list of all the closures, and they had a very hearty list of stores in BC that were remaining open. So I was just wondering, from your perspective, is there any speculation on why Kiehl's was kind of more favoring BC versus other provinces? Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, I think that just looking at the number of the stores here, I think the Vancouver market per 
capita probably would have the highest saturation or the most locations um, for keels. In Canada, I'm just doing a quick count here. I mean, we got that store on Robson Street downtown, mm-hmm. Metropolis yeah. and Metrotown, Richmond Center, Guilford Center, Guilford. Vancouver International Airport, mm-hmm. uh, and Coquitlam Center, which is closing. Yeah. So um, yeah. and I think Coquitlam Center may have actually been the last store to open in Canada for Kiehl's. It opened... Uh, yeah, yeah. Because uh, I interviewed um, uh, Mr. Rate, uh uh, in 2017, when I wrote that article, and uh, he was—I think he was saying they hadn't finalized the lease, so I knew it was going to be Coquitlam Center. But he said, you know, just don't publish it, the actual yeah. address. So we just said suburban Vancouver location, but for sure it was Coquitlam. I remember the conversation. So. Right. Yes. Um, and I think that was the 24th store. So I don't think they've actually opened stores. Uh, no, I, no, I don't beyond think so. Coquitlam Center since uh, 2017 17. in Canada. So yeah. interesting that you know they they would keep a you know a fairly strong and, and high store count, and then you know, call it by, uh, you know, 33% or a third of all the stores. Uh, again, um, you know, and it's not like uh, Kiehl's is the only retailer doing this. There, there you know, many yeah. retailers, I think, are going to close some of their locations. And unfortunately, mm-hmm. some like yeah. L'Oreal owned Nick's Cosmetics, same oh, yes. parent company, close yeah. all locations or will close all locations. I'm not sure, honestly, if they're closed yet. Yeah. I'm in Toronto where everything's locked down, so I have no idea what's going on in some places. Yes. <laughs> Well, and it just seems that L'Oreal is having a tough go at it, especially with, like you mentioned, Nix is, is shutting down stores, pulling out of Canada. Like, it, I think we talked about that a couple of months ago, but they have one other brand that is in Yorkdale, which I pronounce incorrectly. Oh, Atelier Cologne? Yes, Atelier. So, yeah. <laughs> sorry. But uh, they only have one location in Canada. So I was just wondering if you had any speculation on if that was going to be closing as part of this whole L'Oreal thing. Not that I'm aware of. Um, yeah. I reported on Atelier Cologne. I think it was the spring of 2018. It was pretty warm out and uh, it opened at Yorkdale Shopping Center, cute little store, pretty expensive in terms of, you know, the prices uh, for the fragrances made out of real uh, cologne. It's gorgeous. Um, You know, certainly there were plans at the time to expand. I spoke to the founder and uh, she was saying that we're looking at Vancouver and a second Toronto location uh, um, to start kind of a thing. I mean, I don't think they were planning on opening a hundred stores by any means like that might've been the end and maybe, you know, the Montreal market, hopefully just given that the name itself is French, right? Of course. Uh, So, yeah. <laughs> but, but some retailers still just don't go into Quebec for some reason. I think it's something about the language laws, perhaps. Oh. But again, you know, they shouldn't have That's issues bad. given yeah. the name and the fact the founder is French, oh, exactly. uh, like from France. Yeah. But, uh, you know, Nick's Cosmetics, um, you know, which had stores across, across the country. Honestly, that really did surprise me because I, th- I thought Nick's yeah. was going to be a massive hit in Canada. It, it has know. a really broad spectrum of yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, color palettes. And, uh, you know, given the multicultural population that we have in Canada, yeah, exactly. uh, you know, people that are going to wear this, you know, of all skin tones are going to be able to get a product that exactly would work for them. Right. And, uh, you know, so so someone with a darker skin tone can shop there and some other brands don't have that expansive offering of colors. So, um, you know, my thought certainly was, you know, NYX is going to take off. I mean, this is what they told me as well. They said, you know, they're planning on opening many locations and, you know, now they are shutting them all or in the process of shutting them all. So I know uh, that, did surprise me a little bit, yeah. but Lee, when you and I went on a walk in Vancouver with, a, I won't say who, but we went yeah. over the broker was telling mm-hmm. us in, I think it was November, no, November or December of 2019 that the yeah. next store was going to be closing on Robson Street. So this is already yeah. happening before COVID-19. Well, and just bringing it back to Keels here before we move on, but like, yes, they're shutting down a number of their stores, but from your perspective, what does the future look like for Keels going forward? Yes, some stores online and all that kind of good stuff from your spot. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think what Kiehl's is going to do is they're going to, uh, you know, look to their multi-brand channels to yeah. expand their business in Canada, which which to a degree makes sense. You know, they partnered with, we mentioned Sephora. Sephora. Uh, Sephora yeah. is a very strong multi-brand retailer for beauty. Uh, no question there. Uh, yeah. uh, and will continue to be strong, especially uh, we, we reported a little while back that uh, uh, Ulta Beauty uh, had halted its Canadian expansion. Yes. It, it may happen at some point in the future, mm, but yes. there's just no timelines. So, um, you know, yeah. I, I really, you know, Sephora is going to compete against, uh, funny enough, sh- the beauty boutique at Shoppers Drug Mart, which actually has some pretty strong brands. Um, the department stores like, uh, you know, Hudson Bay Company and I guess Nordstrom and Holt Renfrew and Saxeth Avenue to a degree. The, you know, any store that's got a big beauty department, even Walmart sometimes has, you know, these beauty departments, they're not quite the same thing, but they, they do exist in, in a smaller and, and less expensive format not overall. Not. Yeah. But, uh, you know, there's, there's still a lot of places to buy beauty. So, uh, with with Kiehl's being available uh, in these stores, you know, it may serve the market well. I remember, you know, uh, I was shopping uh, for Kiehl's products years ago, I would say about 2000, say three, four. Oh. It wasn't available in many places in Canada, which really almost made it desirable because I would have to go to Holt Renfrew on Bloor yeah. Street to buy it. And I think it was the only store that had it until they actually opened a store on Queen Street, uh, which got really exciting for all of us because it was the first in Canada. Yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> but before that, it was only available in a few stores. And, you know, Holt Renfrew, I think, was the main uh, stock Uh, list for Kiehl's for for a few years. And, uh, you know, if you didn't get to your local Renfrew, you weren't going to get it. And online shopping wasn't really a big thing back then. So I don't even think I had a computer at the time. That's how long ago that was my own computer. I had one at work when I had a, yeah. a real job. And uh, so now, well, now I work for me. But, uh, but you know, it's, I think it's just interesting that it's going back to the way it was to a degree, but it's just going to have, Kiehl's is going to have much broader distribution in multi-brand retailers and really was working on a partnership with uh, the Hudson Bay department store chain. Because uh, when I spoke to uh, Alexandre Raté um, about uh, Kiel's. He was saying they were negotiating uh, to really beef up their presence in Hudson's Bay. So there's something to be said for that. Uh, they've also got a website. Uh, so if people want to order Kiel's products online uh, and yeah. have them shipped uh, or whatever they do, I haven't gone on the website and done it myself. So uh, they, people can do that as well. And that's one of those things too. The direct to consumer channel online is, is growing faster than it ever has because of COVID-19, particularly when stores are closed and people are just doing things like curbside pickup. Yeah. Well, and the big banner you know, article that we had that was breaking news was Kiehl's, of course. So besides Kiehl's, there's a couple other retailers that we wanted to talk about. Um, let's go into APM Monaco because they're opening up three more Canadian boutiques, which is great news, especially during this whole pandemic situation. But for myself, I've always just paid attention to Club Monaco, which is drastically different than APM Monaco because one is clothing, one is jewelry. So why don't you kind of give us a little bit of like background on APM Monaco? Yes, yes. Well, one of them's actually from Monaco and it's not Club Monaco. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. APM Monaco, it's, it's, it's a jewelry brand that actually is headquartered in the little tiny principality of Monaco or at least in theory it is. I don't know if they have a little office because real estate's really expensive there and there's a lot of room. Yeah. I think it's like a square kilometer or something. You know, it's smaller than my neighborhood and it's wow. a country. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, surrounded by France, basically. Uh, interesting, you know, it's it's not an expensive jeweler. It's, it's not 
you know, like Claire's and Arden, it's not cheap, but, uh, you know, the, the price points, you know, maybe one, two, $300 type of thing. It's, it's not going to break the bank for most households, but, uh, um, it's a, a brand, uh, was it launched, uh, 1982, uh, but they launched the, uh, APM brand in 2011 and it stands for, um, Ariane Plate Monaco, uh, so, which is the name of, uh, uh, the founder and, um, so, you know, they're doing jewelry and they were before COVID-19 in a fairly uh, rapid expansion phase. So I think they've got over 200 stores. You know, most of those would have opened before the pandemic. Yeah. Uh, so um, this first store opened on Bloor Street in Toronto uh, in the Mink Mile, as we as we've Worth coined it. Yeah. Uh, and that was um, when was that? Uh, <laughs> I can't see the article I don't here. have it in here. Yeah. Um, Oh, in the fall of 2017. Oh. So uh, 89 Bloor Street West in a little uh, old yeah. heritage house, basically, that's now retail. Yeah. And uh, so APM Monaco still has a storefront there. And then uh, actually opened in the spring of 2019 at the uh, CF Richmond Center yeah. near Vancouver. Well, it's interesting that uh, Vancouver is getting another one in uh, uh, Pacific Center as well as then going into, I think, uh, Chinook Center, which we've done a mall tour on. And then as well as West Edmonton Mall, which we just did a mall tour on as well. <laughs> so it doesn't surprise me that they are selecting these caliber of malls to kind of go into because, it, you know, obviously we selected them too. Yeah, right? well, I mean, APM Monica was picking the best locations in Canada, I yeah. would say overall. Of course. Uh, they're working with uh, Jordan Carp and his team at Savills uh, Canada, the brokerage and, um, you know, they, they picked Bloor Street, really, you know, great shopping street. It's considered to be the most prestigious shopping street in Canada, I would think, at least, you know, historically for the last few decades. Um, CF Richmond Center, really great shopping center. Productivity is high, uh, uh, you know, very high Chinese population that has a brand affinity. Uh, I would assume the store would do quite well there. It's only 375 square feet, I think it is at Richmond Center. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's a teeny weeny tiny oh. little store, but it's on a corner. So it's got a good presence to yeah. it. Sometimes it's how you show and not how big the uh, <laughs> how you uh, use you know, it. the store yes. is, right? Yeah, <laughs> it's not how big it is, it's how you use it. They use their storefront really well being on a corner with a great presence. It's like a jewelry bar almost from what I can see in the photos. Uh, and then now again, picking, you know, CF Pacific Center, one of the most productive shopping centers yeah. in Canada. It was approaching $2,000 a square foot, I, uh, I think in 2019, uh, you know, 2020, everything's out the window, of course. Of course, yeah. Um, CF Chinook Center, top shopping center in the Calgary market and yep. then West Edmonton mall, which is, you know, yeah, needs no introduction, really to anyone probably listening to this right now. And uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, again, you know, really strong shopping center. I'm not yeah. sure where in West Edmonton mall, APM Monaco is going. I'm going to, I'm guessing somewhere in kind of near Louis Vuitton ish, you know, that area there, the luxury area, yeah, but yeah. that's just a guess. And maybe yeah. they'll pick a corner location. So, well, and I'm just wondering, besides APM Monaco that was in the same brief as our next um, retailer, um, there's some sad news, which is Godiva shutting all 11 Canadian stores, which was a surprise to me because in 2019, we talked about doubling their store count. And of course, pandemic happens and now they're shutting everything down. So Craig, like, what's your thought on the, the situation that Godiva is finding itself in now in 2021? Yeah, it's it's a shame. Uh, Godiva has 11 stores in Canada. And uh, like you said, they were planning on doing more. It's considered considered to be, uh, I'd say, a premium chocolate brand. Uh, and uh, it's also available all over the place. Yeah, uh, You can buy 
Godiva chocolates. I'd have to check my local shoppers drug mart, but I, I, you know, a lot of these stores do have these brands. So uh, in theory, it did make sense that they were opening direct to consumer stores where they could sell their products. Uh, I'm sure lots of multi brands are happy that Godiva is closing in stores, but uh, um and, you know, I don't actually have all the information in terms no. of why exactly this is happening, because what we've got is, you know, Godiva is actually Turkish owned. It was founded, you know, in Belgium, as, as many chocolate brands are. are. Belgium's known for its chocolate. <laughs> so I think Homer Simpson would love Belgium and uh, the land Joe, of chocolate. Yeah. Maybe that's Germany, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it's Turkish owned, headquartered in New York City. So this company that's headquartered in New York City is also shutting all of its American stores. Which is weird to me because, again, yes, OK, you're closing the Canadian stores and then and the United States stores where the headquarters is. So, which is weird. So like, and they are staying, staying open in other uh, international. So I was wondering if they just have a better like overseas marketplace, but you know, mystery ne- may never know. And but at the end of the day, we wanted to cover one other retailer before the end of the podcast and on a positive note. So Craig, why don't you kind of take us through LL Bean's announcement of uh, their next door opening, which is cool because it's outside of the cluster of their existing locations in Ontario. Yes, LL Bean. That's the American outdoor retailer known for its fashion stuff. It's uh, kind of a little bit. <laughs> Maybe I don't know if rugged is the term. Um, I'm, yes. I'm not quite their target consumer, but uh, like he Mac. came into Canada, I think it was yeah. a couple of years ago uh, through the Hudson Bay Company. They opened a little bunch of shopping stores yes. uh, with a plan to open a bunch of standalone stores. So uh, yeah. first location uh, actually opened in Oakville place. Oakville. Oakville, yeah. Uh, in a former Pusateri's grocery store because Pusateri's had closed. And that was in the yes. summer of 2019. Forgot about and uh, so where, where have they opened since then? They've opened in Ottawa. Yep. Ottawa. They opened a really interesting looking store in Barrie in a, in a shopping center. Really great frontage because I saw a photo. I haven't been to Barrie in years since my great grandma died. I would live there. Yeah, that was a long time. I was a little kid. Hey, Vaughn Mills. Uh, one thing that we just uh, had talked about before the podcast was the fact that this is the first L.L. Bean location. So it's opening at Dartmouth Cross Crossing, which is kind of, from what I can tell, it's an outdoor shopping center, almost with a big box store element to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and Dartmouth being across the water from the city of Halifax, Halifax. which is kind of on this peninsula thing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And uh, so I thought that was interesting. I mean, LL Bean, they're going to get a good deal on rent. Uh, They're going to hopefully attract uh, a lot of uh, consumers. And I was looking over quickly uh, a bit of information about uh, Dartmouth Crossing. It's going into the village shops is what it's called. So it's more like a little pedestrian street. Uh, This Dartmouth Crossing, it's not finished in terms of there's more to come. It's 518 acres, which is big. I mean, a quarter section for those that know farms, like because I'm from Western Canada, it's 160 acres. So this is lots of that. Um, 1.8 million square feet of uh, retail shopping space, but uh, that includes, you know, a giant Ikea store. So it's got lots of different retail in there. But uh, this is where LL Bean is going. First one outside of Ontario and certainly not the last one outside of Ontario. I'm hearing some leases are uh, either signed or going to be signed even in British Columbia. Awesome. Well, and I think that's pretty much a wrap for the retailers that we want to talk about, Craig. Craig, thank you for going through the popular content from Retail Insider over the past week. And thank you to our listeners for being with us today. Please take a moment to subscribe to our podcast and we'd appreciate it if you left a review with your podcast provider to help others find us too. And just a gentle reminder, we do have an email newsletter that you can subscribe to that goes out every weekday morning and it has a link to the Canadian news from around the web that we've curated from the previous day as well as links to our recently published articles exclusive to Retail Insider. 
If you go to our website, retail-insider.com, you can find the subscribe area towards the bottom of our main page, and then you can get that email into your inbox every morning. So thanks everyone for listening. And Craig, thanks for chatting and chat with you next week. Yes, thank you everyone for listening. Have a great rest of the week. Take care. 